Hello, Service Coordinators. Welcome to the Service Coordinator Podcast. This is episode number 15. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the Service Coordinator Podcast already, please do so. Please leave comments, hit the like button, all that sorts of stuff. Uh, looks better for the podcast. Um, today, I am joined with Juliana Bilovich. I'm allowed to say it two different ways. Um, she is the Director of Housing Operations and Policy at Leading Age. How are you, Juliana? Hey, Dan. I'm doing great. Nice job on my last name. <laughs> I said it well both ways, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you are uh, joining us from lovely Washington, D.C. this morning, huh? Yeah, that's right. And it's a gray day here. I hope it's sunnier where people are listening in from. Yeah, well, well. We're not sure, but it's definitely sunny where I am right now, as you can see the sun coming in through the window. So so how long have you uh, been with Leading Age? I've been with Leading Age about as long as the pandemic has been going on. So <laughs> it's an easy way to remember it. I yeah. started uh, a week or two before everything started locking down. So apparently I have an office somewhere, but, <laughs> but I'm not sure um, because I've been with Leading Age this whole time and we've been working remotely. So, um, so where were you before Leading Age? I was with the National Affordable Housing Management Association. So like the longest name ever for an association, uh, yeah. also doing affordable housing policy work, but not focused on senior housing. And now at Leading Age, I focus solely on, on senior affordable senior housing. Senior affordable housing, okay. So what are the, what, what are the biggest issues that you're dealing with with right now are you is it is it policy pertaining to just operators is it just policy pertaining just to service coordinators what's what's your main day-to-day -day look like yeah yeah my main day-to-day -day looks like i try to find time to eat because i'm like talking to so many people <laughs> but uh my job in my title you can hear i have two key words so i director of uh, policy uh, and operations, right? So there are two pieces there. One is operations. So I help people manage their day-to-day -day stuff. So that's service coordinators. It's also, um, it's also maintenance folks at housing communities. It's also executive directors, right? So it's this whole, uh, this whole gamut of folks working and serving older adults in, in affordable housing. And then I do policy. That's the other piece, right? So that's working with lawmakers and, and policymakers. So folks at HUD, folks in Congress, uh, trying to help them but better understand what it means to, to run and, and work in uh, affordable housing and try to make better decisions and better policies to, to help that work, to, to help it work better. Right, great. All right. Um, so what, why don't we have service coordinators in every senior affordable housing community? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, it's, this is, I ask HUD this almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly, and, and Congress, it's a huge problem. I, I think we've all seen the value uh, of service coordinators, and obviously I don't need to say it on, on this podcast, uh, but we've certainly seen it in, you know, in, in the last year and a half, if not uh, before that as well. So it, it, it just, is, is it always just come down to funding? Is that always the issue? Or, I mean, are, 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 are operators, or is that, service coordination is that are they always looking to put service coordinators in their buildings or is that something new within the last five years ten years 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. And I think there's an easy answer and there's a not so easy answer, right? And, and even if we say, why is there not a service coordinator in every building, even that's not enough, right? It's a, it's a good question, but that's not enough because you might have one service coordinator and you might have 150 plus residents trying to make use of, the, of, that, of that service coordination. So that's also not enough, right? Then we need two or we need one right, and a right. half. Um, so we need really robust service coordination throughout the whole senior housing uh, portfolio. And so the question really is why, you know, why isn't that happening and what do we need to do to make that happen? And there are, and I have already mentioned there are two kind of key players that I work with, right? And one is Congress, and Congress are, are the folks who, who have the money. So that's the funding side. And then there's HUD, and HUD are the folks who, who decide how to make things happen. So they're the process people. So we have funding, and we have the, the way in which the funding uh, creates more service coordination programs, right? So both of those pieces are lacking something right now, uh, because actually less than half of HUD's flagship senior housing program, Section 202, less than half of those buildings have even one service coordinator in them. So it's it's a huge problem. Yeah. So. So out of all the old kind of HUD 202 buildings, only half of them have service coordinators in them? Yeah, less than half. I think it's 43% or so, 42, 43%. Yeah. Wow. So we're not talking about Prats or Litex, anything like that. We're talking about just the old, wow. Oh, yeah. Litex, so you're talking about the tax credit communities. That's an even, <laughs> that's an even bigger problem because yeah. they very, very rarely have service coordination because there's no mechanism for it unless they find money somewhere else so it's not um it's not a there's not a program for that right and typically like they have funding and it's enough for like a one hour a week service coordinator or something right. like that and, <laughs> right no, exactly. no point sometimes no point yeah. so so what what can you tell us about uh upcoming funding for for service coordinator programs you know last i heard or not really last i heard but um we were hoping that maybe we'd see a NOFA, uh, you know, in spring, but now we're into the fall. Uh, so, so what what are you thinking there? <laughs> are we talking about spring and fall in the Western Hemisphere? Right. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure when. Yeah, exactly. It's like spring of 2020, 2021. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what's going on with that? And and again, we have these two pieces, right? We have the funding, and then we have the processes, and so. What we have right now is kind of an interesting situation. We have a brand new uh, person and really brand new people in charge uh, of service coordination and of grants and things like that at HUD. So we have a whole new kind of direction that, that HUD uh, is trying to go in and an opportunity, right? New leadership, new partnership. Uh, uh, and, and in fact, for the first time since I've been around, you know, I get on a meeting with them and it's a room full of people who are deeply committed to service coordination. That is fantastic. I mean, we can just we can just like celebrate that win, right? <laughs> we have a lot a lot of work still to, still to do, but that's that's huge. Uh, and what you know, when you have a new person in place, we all have dealt with staff turnover and things like that, and new leadership, right? So when you it's it's a major opportunity, right? You you have clay, you want to shape it. What's the new What's the new direction? And so we've been meeting with the, with this new team that's in place, and we're saying, yeah. You know, there 
there is something really wrong here. <laughs> First of all, like we already established, there's not enough service coordination. So what's going on there? Uh, and second of all, the funding that's available for the service coordination programs that exist is often very, very late. Uh, and that's just unacceptable, right? So if I were, you know, five, 10 minutes late to a meeting once, like, all right, but if I'm nine months late <laughs> paying a service yeah. coordinator grant and I'm months late every year, there's something wrong, right? There's something going on in the process. So we can talk about, you know, the next kind of rounds of funding that we're expecting, but at the same time, we really have to talk about like what's broken about this. <laughs> what about now? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So you're right. You're right. There is a NOFA in the works. A NOFA is a no notice of funding availability. It's the way that the government lets people apply for funds that are available from Congress. So we have this for all different kinds of things. And there is a NOFA uh, coming out for new service coordinators. And if you're a service coordinator already, Congratulations, right? <laughs> because like we've already said, there is just not enough uh, service coordination programs out there. There's not enough money. When I talk about, you know, the funding that's late, I'm talking about funding to renew the service coordination programs that are already in place. So it's not new. It's not like hiring a new service coordinator or establishing a new uh, program at a, at a community that doesn't have one. It's right. renewing the salary, the benefits, the program that's already in place. Uh, and that's what's like late every year, right? But for a really long time, we haven't had new service coordination. Uh, so we haven't had funding to kind of broaden the reach. Um, and what's happening now is we finally did get some of this money through and then and from Congress. And now HUD has taken a little bit, a little bit longer than we thought to create this NOFA. Uh, which is, you know, will allow people to apply, will allow housing communities to apply to establish a new a new program. And so we're expecting it in the summer of 2022. <laughs> so let's be real specific there <laughs> in July or August of, of 2022. Um, and they're, they're, as we've established, they've been a little delayed on this, but we know they're working on it. Um, we don't know exactly how many new service coordinators it will fund. It depends on how much money is kind of left over after we renew everybody else, right? So, but what we do know is that it's not going to be enough to... <laughs> To reach yeah. everybody, right? Everybody's going to apply. Only few are going to get it. Um, we have a lot of work to do, right? To, to get yeah. more of this money out there. All right. So, so what about the what what Biden's trying to push through Congress right now? Is that have anything to do with with the funds that you're saying or should be available in July of next year, or is that they already have those funds and they're just figuring out how they're going to disperse them? That's right. That's exactly right. So those funds, thank goodness, are not <laughs> up for debate. Those have already been approved. They're just sitting over at HUD waiting to be dispersed to you all. Right. Um, the what, you know, Congress and the president are working on right now. And I was worried you were going to ask about this because <laughs> it's so up in the air, like every hour, you know, we're hearing about a different negotiation. So it's difficult to to talk about, um, you know, because by the time this airs, it could be totally wrong. But yeah, yeah in there now is unfortunately we work you know we had worked very hard to get more new money for service coordinators in there not just renewal money but new money um, that's not in there anymore as of this hour uh, very very frustrating what's still in there is um, a decent amount for new senior housing 
And that new senior housing that would be built, so new 202s uh, through HUD, um, would all have to have a service coordinator. That's been HUD's policy, building new new housing, um, that it all has to have a service coordination program. So that's good, right? right. So we're going in the right direction, but we, we're not addressing, you know, the lack of, of service coordination in the housing that already exists. That already exists, exactly. All right, well, what, what could service coordinators do specifically um, to push service coordinate service coordination to the future uh, how to you know advocate for themselves for their residents as far as uh, more and more funding um, what's the best thing a service coordinator could do is it um, have all the residents get together and you know uh, have politicians come to their buildings is it write letters to HUD reps or what what, what can service coordinators do Oh, I, I love this line of, of questioning, Dan. And, <laughs> and I, I feel like I know what the service coordinators are thinking. They're like, you want me to do one more thing? Like, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> um, but so service coordinators do fantastic work, right? And so just by the work that they're doing, we think it's 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 enough to to show how valuable they are right and so it's really us that that needs to convince congress and hud hey we we need to take some action and uh, and and expand these programs and the data that folks spend a lot of time right reporting the standards for success reporting right you know right around this time of year um all of that needs to be used better so that we you know we have a good leg to stand on when we're when we're asking for for more money all of that said, there are things I think that can be done. Like those things that you mentioned are fantastic ideas. So yeah, we we leading agent others often have action alerts, right? Where we send an email and everybody ignores it, <laughs> but really it just takes, you know, like two minutes to click on the link and the script is already filled and you just put in your address and it goes to the right person in Congress, right? So that kind of thing actually does make a difference, right? So I used to work on the Hill and the Senator would walk by and say, how many calls or emails have we gotten in support versus against something, right? So there, and we're like tallying it up, you know? So we really do ask folks to just like click, take those two minutes click through that link. So that's one thing. Um, and the other thing is certainly, you know, getting residents involved, um, hosting tours and site visits. And all of this is something that Leading Age can, can help set up, right? We can like plan the whole thing for you. So it's, um, you know, there are a, a lot of opportunities in, in terms of, of taking action. But if we, if we back up a bit and we think about what else can be done in order to get services and, and service coordination at the property. Um, we've talked, Dan, up until now, mostly about grants. And grants are only one way that service coordinators are funded in, in HUD-assisted housing. And the other way is through your regular budget. And so for PRAC properties, you can actually request a budget-driven service coordination program. Um, and so service coordinators are rarely on the side of things where they're like, you know, working with the property to manage the budget and things. So this can feel a little bit like outside of the wheelhouse, right? Mm -hmm. And people who manage budgets are also like, wait, you want me to like request another thing in there? Like, you want me to give HUD another reason to deny it? Like, so, <laughs> so I understand it's, it's not easy, but that is um, that is also a really good avenue for for getting service coordination programs uh, at, to, to the property, right? And we're working with HUD to consistently approve that. 
Um, the problem right now is that HUD has like a, a, a pie that's only this big and it's already not <laughs> feeding everybody, right? <laughs> and so if so, what HUD needs to do is ask for, for, for a bigger pie from Congress so that they can fund these higher requests for, for service coordinators. So it, so it all kinds of comes back to the way HUD and Congress are working together to, to improve these programs. So the, the, the PRAC's getting it written, written into your properties, but is that, you can only do that um, when you request your next year's budget. Is that so that could happen anytime for the operator or or, or yeah. you could just request it anytime you want to? Does no, that... it should really be on your budget cycle. So you should build it into your budget cycle. You could do a mid-year amendment, but that's a lot of work. So, um, you know, really, you know, if you're looking ahead to, to your next budget cycle and you get those in 120 days in advance anyway, so it's probably coming up uh, and you want to like put all your pieces together, you want to create some kind of supportive services plan, uh, you want to talk to your HUD counterparts, right? So it'll take some work to, to set that up. Um, so yeah, and, and target your, you know, your next kind of budget cycle. Um, and the other thing that's really key for PRACs that most people don't know about, I speak to rooms of people about this and I ask who knows about this and like one or two hands go up, <laughs> so, is the uh, $15 per unit per month supportive services fee. And this is something, it's only for PRACs and it's not for the service coordinator, it's not you know an additional amount for your budgets, your program budgets. It's a separate amount to fill gaps in terms of what the property wants to be providing in terms of services, you know, activities, transportation, things like that, versus what they have in their operational budget. So if a property has ever wanted to uh, have a bus that goes to the grocery store for residents, but they like, you know, can't afford it or has wanted to maybe hire a person from the community to come in and teach nutritional classes, can't afford it. Anytime, anytime there's some kind of activity that's for the well-being of residents, uh, that's targeted to help them age in community, anything like that um, can be covered by a $15 up to $15 per unit per month uh, supportive services fee, right? And it's not easy to get, like HUD's not just going to come and hand you 15 bucks, right? Like per, per unit, like you've got to justify, you have to build it into that supportive services plan. And it's much easier to do if you have a service coordinator at the property who's already has that plan, who maybe can coordinate it, who can, who can oversee those kinds of activities. So that, that doesn't go towards the actual service coordinator's budget. It's go, it's, it sounds like it's going towards what the service coordinator probably shouldn't be doing, which is, you know, uh, <laughs> well, I guess he wouldn't, wouldn't pay for a bus, but not that the service coordinator is driving him around, but transportation right. activities. Yeah. I mean, it yep. sounds like something yep. that could layer on top. Now, is that only if you already have a service coordinator in the property? No, it's for it's for any prac. It's just a little easier, we think, to do if there's a service coordinator there. I mean, and, and what it does is it's trying to make a more a more well-rounded property that has services and and can help folks really age aging community there. Yeah, definitely. Well, awesome. Do you have anything else you want to say? <laughs> to the country, the service coordinator nation. <laughs> the service coordinator nation. Well, I have to say a huge thank you for, for everything that service coordinators have done this year plus, this year and a half plus. 
Um, and I know that the communities that I visit that don't have a service coordinator are sorely missing one, right? And so we're just in awe of all of the work that, that you all do. Um, and so, yeah, we all have our work cut out for us. Um, you know, you all have a really strong lead, uh, advocate in leading age for, for more service coordination, for better support from HUD, for more funding from Congress. Um, but, you know, it's a partnership, right? And we often try to have conversations. We have meetings, calls, you know, to try to uh, help folks become more aware of the resources that are there. So like the 15 dollar per unit per month or like the a new nofa that might come out right we try to help folks stay engaged let us know what you need um, and then we can translate that for for congress and for hud and say you know we we need this kind of funding we need this kind of guidance we need these kinds of resources right so it really it's a partnership and so uh we'd love for for folks to you know get more involved we have a monthly work group that meets and um tries to tackle these kinds of issues so yeah. awesome awesome well Hey, I've been around service coordination for almost 15 years. And, you know, I think this is, I mean, this is the reason we started the service coordinator podcast is just uh, get service coordinators more involved in, in the work they're doing just outside of their building, because uh, we know that service coordination in the future and how the nation is aging, uh, it's not going anywhere. And I think service coordinators are going to be a big part of that. So Juliana, thank you so much for joining the service coordinator podcast you are welcome back anytime Wonderful. and uh and like i said if you guys have not subscribed yet please do so also go check out the service coordination which is a free platform for service coordinators to network and find jobs and share resources and stuff like that so juliana thank you very much and uh have a great day in dc thanks dan appreciate all it all right we'll see you thank you, thank you.